0: Chapter 11, verses 27-36 through 36 Of Catina Aria, Gospel of St. Luke, Part 2 By St. Thomas Aquinas This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Verses 27 and 28 And it came to pass, as he spake these things, a certain woman of the company lifted up her voice, and said unto him, Blessed is the womb that bare thee, and the paps which thou hast sucked. But he said, Yea, rather, Blessed are they that hear the word of God and keep it. Bede, while the scriptures and Pharisees were tempting our Lord and uttering blasphemies against him, a certain woman with great boldness confessed his incarnation. As it follows, and it came to pass, as he spake these things, a certain woman of the company lifted up her voice and said unto him, Blessed is the womb that bare thee, etc., by which she refutes both the calumnies of the rulers present and the unbelief of future heretics. For as then, by blaspheming the works of the Holy Spirit, the Jews denied the true Son of God. So, in after times, the heretics, by denying that the ever-Virgin Mary, by the cooperating power of the Holy Spirit, ministered of the substance of her flesh to the birth of the only begotten Son, have said that we ought not to confess him who was the son of man, to be truly of the same substance with the father. But if the flesh of the word of God, who was born according to the flesh, is declared alien to the flesh of his virgin mother, what cause is there, why the womb which bare him, and the paps which give him suck are pronounced blessed? By what reasoning do they suppose him to be nourished by her milk, from whose seed they deny him to be conceived?' Whereas, according to the physicians, from one and the same fountain, both streams are proved to flow. But the woman pronounces blessed not only her who is thought worthy to give birth from her body to the word of God, but those also who have desired by the hearing of faith spiritually to conceive the same word, and by diligence and good works, either in their own or the hearts of their neighbors, to bring it forth and nourish it. For it follows... But he said, Yea, rather, blessed are they that hear the word of God and keep it. Chrysostom. In this answer he sought not to disown his mother, but to show that his birth would have profited her nothing had she not been really fruitful in works and faith. But if it profited Mary nothing that Christ derived his birth from her without the inward virtue of her heart, much less will it avail us to have a virtuous father, brother, or son, while we ourselves are strangers to virtue. But she was the mother of God, and therefore indeed blessed, in that she was made the temporal minister of the word, becoming incarnate, yet therefore much more blessed that she remained the eternal keeper of the same ever-to-be-beloved word. But this expression startles the wise men of the Jews, who sought not to hear and keep the word of God, but to deny and blaspheme it. Verses 29 through 32. And when the people were gathered thick together, he began to say, This is an evil generation. They seek a sign, and there shall no sign be given it, but the sign of Jonas the prophet. For as Jonas was a sign unto the Ninevites, so shall also the Son of Man be to this generation. The Queen of the South shall rise up in the judgment with the men of this generation and condemn it, For she came from the uttermost parts of the earth to hear the wisdom of Solomon. And behold, a greater than Solomon is here. The men of Nineveh shall rise up in the judgment with this generation and shall condemn it. For they repented at the preaching of Jonas. And behold, a greater than Jonas is here. Bede. Our Lord had assailed with two kinds of questions. For some accused him of casting out devils through Beelzebub. To whom up to this point His answer was addressed, and others tempting him sought from him a sign from heaven. And these he now proceeds to answer, as it follows, and when the people were gathered thick together, he began to say, this is an evil generation, etc. Ambrose, that you may know that the people of the synagogue are treated with dishonor, while the blessedness of the church is increased. But as Jonas was assigned to the Ninevites, so also will the Son of Man be to the Jews. Hence it is added, They seek a sign, and there shall no sign be given them but the sign of Jonas the prophet. Basil, a sign is a thing brought openly to view, containing in itself the manifestation of something hidden. As the sign of Jonas represents the descent to hell, the ascension of Christ and his resurrection from the dead. Hence it is added, For as Jonas was a sign to the Ninevites, so shall also the Son of Man be to this generation. He gives them a sign, not from heaven, because they were unworthy to see it, but from the lowest depths of hell, a sign namely of his incarnation, not of his divinity, of his passion, not of his glorification. Ambrose, now as the sign of Jonas is a type of our Lord's passion, so also is it a testimony of the grievous sins which the Jews have committed. We may remark at once both the mighty voice of warning and the declaration of mercy. For by the example of the Ninevites, both a punishment is denounced and a remedy promised. Hence, even the Jews ought not to despair of pardon, if they will but practice repentance. Theophylact Now Jonas, after he came forth from the whale's belly, converts the men of Nineveh, by his preaching. But when Christ arose again, the Jewish nation believed not. So there was a sentence already passed upon them, of which there follows a second example. As it is said, the Queen of the South shall rise up in the judgment with the men of this generation and condemn them. Bede. Not certainly by any authority to judge, but by the contrast of a better deed. As it follows, for she came from the uttermost parts of the earth, to hear the wisdom of solomon and behold a greater than solomon is here here in this place is not the pronoun but the adverb of place that is there is one present among you who is incomparably superior to solomon he said not i am greater than solomon that he might teach us to be humble though fruitful in spiritual graces as if he said the barbarian woman hastened to hear solomon Taking so long a journey to be instructed in the knowledge of visible living creatures and the virtues of herbs, but ye, when ye stand by and hear wisdom herself teaching you invisible and heavenly things and confirming her words with signs and wonders, are strangers to the word and senselessly disregard the miracles. Bede, but if the queen of the south, who doubtless is of the elect, shall rise up in judgment together with the wicked, we have a proof of the one resurrection of all men, good as well as bad, and that not according to Jewish fables to happen a thousand years before the judgment, but at the judgment itself. Ambrose. Herein also, while condemning the Jewish people, he strongly expresses the mystery of the church, which in the Queen of the South, through the desire of obtaining wisdom, is gathered together from the uttermost parts of the whole earth, to hear the words of the peacemaking Solomon, a queen plainly whose kingdom is undivided, rising up from different and distant nations into one body. Gregory of Nisau, Now as she was queen of the Ethiopians, and in a far distant country, so in the beginning the church of the Gentiles was in darkness, and far off from the knowledge of God. But when Christ, the Prince of Peace, shone forth, the Jews being still in darkness, thither came the Gentiles, and offered to Christ the frankincense of piety, the gold of divine knowledge, and precious stones, that is, obedience to his commands. Theophylact or because the South is praised in Scripture as warm and life-giving, therefore the soul reigning in the South, that is, in all spiritual conversation, comes to hear the wisdom of Solomon, the Prince of Peace, The Lord our God, i.e., is raised up to contemplate him, to whom no one shall come except he reign in a good life. But he brings next an example from the Ninevites, saying, The men of Nineveh shall rise up in judgment with this generation, and shall condemn it. Chrysostom The judgment of condemnation comes from men like or unlike to those who are condemned from like, for instance, as in the parable of the ten virgins, but from the unlike, when the Ninevites condemn those who lived at the time of Christ, that so their condemnation might be the more remarkable. For the Ninevites indeed were barbarians, but these Jews, the one enjoying the prophetic teaching, the other having never received the divine word. To the former came a servant, to the latter the master, of whom the one foretold destruction. The other preached the kingdom of heaven. To all men, then, was it known that the Jews ought rather to have believed, but the contrary happened. Therefore, he adds, for they repented at the preaching of Jonas, and behold, a greater than Jonas is here. Ambrose. Now in a mystery the church consists of two things, either ignorance of sin, which has reference mainly to the queen of the south, or ceasing to sin, which relates indeed to the repentant Ninevites. For repentance blots out the offense, wisdom guards against it. Augustine, Luke indeed relates this in the same place as Matthew, but in a somewhat different order. But who does not see that it is an idle question in what order our Lord said those things, seeing that we ought to learn by the most precious authority of the evangelist that there is no falsehood. But not every man will repeat another's words in the same order in which they proceed from his mouth, seeing that the order itself makes no difference with respect to the fact, whether it be so or not. Verses 33 through 36. No man, when he hath lighted a candle, putteth it in a secret place, neither under a bushel, but on a candlestick, that they which come in may see the light. The light of the body is the eye. Therefore, when thine eye is single, thy whole body also is full of light. But when thine eye is evil, thy body also is full of darkness. Take heed, therefore, that the light which is in thee be not darkness. If thy whole body, therefore, be full of light, having no part dark, the whole shall be full of light, as when the bright shining of a candle doth give thee light. Cyril the Jews said that our Lord performed his miracles not for faith, i.e. that they might believe on him, but to gain the applause of the spectators, i.e. that he might have more followers. He refutes therefore this calumny, saying, No man, when he hath lighted a candle, putteth it in a secret place, neither under a bushel, but on a candlestick. Bede, our Lord here speaks of himself, showing that although he had said above that no sign should be given to this wicked generation but the sign of Jonas, yet that the brightness of his light should by no means be hid from the faithful. He himself indeed lights the candle who filled the vessel of our nature with the fire of his divinity. and this candle surely he wished neither to hide from believers nor to place under a bushel, that is, enclose it in the measure of the law, or confine it within the limits of the single nation of the Jews. But he placed it upon a candlestick, that is, the church, for he has imprinted on our foreheads the faith of his incarnation, that they who, with a true faith, wish to enter the church, might be able to see clearly the light of the truth. Lastly, he bids them remember to cleanse and purify not only their works, but their thoughts, and the intentions of the heart. For it follows, the light of the body is the eye. Ambrose Either faith is the light, as it is written, Thy word, O Lord, is a lantern to my feet. For the word of God is our faith. But a lantern cannot shine, except it has received its quality from something else. Hence also the powers of our mind and senses are enlightened, that the piece of money which had been lost may be found. Let no one then place faith under the law, for the law is bound by certain limits. Grace is unlimited. The law obscures. Grace makes clear. Theophylact, Or else because the Jews, seeing the miracles, accused them out of the malice of their heart, therefore our Lord tells them that receiving the light, that is, their understanding from God, they were so darkened with envy as not to recognize his miracles and mercies. But to this end received we our understanding from God, that we should place it upon a candlestick, that others also who are entering in may see the light. The wise man indeed has already entered, but the learner is still walking. As if he said to the Pharisees, you ought to use your understanding to know the miracles and declare them to others, seeing that what you see are the works not of Beelzebub, but the Son of God, Therefore, keeping up the meaning, he adds, the light of the body is the eye. Origin. For he gives the name of the eye especially to our understanding. But the whole soul, although not corporeal, he metaphorically calls the body. For the whole soul is enlightened by the understanding. Theophylact But as if the eye of the body be light, the body will be light. But if dark the body will be dark also. So it is with the understanding in relation to the soul. Hence it follows, If thine eye be single, thy whole body will be full of light. But if evil, thy whole body will be full of darkness. Origin. For the understanding from its very beginning desires only singleness, containing no dissimulation, or guile, or division in itself. Chrysostom. If then we have corrupted the understanding, which is able to let loose the passions, We have done violence to the whole soul, and suffer dreadful darkness, being blinded by the perversion of our understanding. Therefore, adds he, take heed therefore, that the light which is in thee be not darkness. He speaks of darkness which may be perceived, but which has its origin within itself, and which we everywhere carry about with us, the eye of the soul being put out. Concerning the power of this light, He goes on to say, If thy whole body therefore be full of light, etc., etc. Origin, that is, if thy material body, when the light of a candle shines upon it, is made full of light, so that not one of thy members is any longer in darkness, much more when thou sinnest not, shall thy whole spiritual body be so full of light that its brightness may be compared to the shining of a candle. While the light which was in the body, and which used to be darkness, is directed whithersoever the understanding may command. Gregory Nazianzus Or else the light and eye of the church is the bishop. It is necessary then that as the body is rightly directed as long as the eye keeps itself pure, but goes wrong when it becomes corrupt, so also with respect to the prelate, according to what his state may be, must the church in like manner suffer shipwreck, or be saved. Gregory. Or else, by the name body, each particular action is understood, which follows its own intention, as it were, the eye of the spectators. Therefore it is said, the light of the body is the eye, because by the ray of a good intention, the deserving parts of an action receive light. If then thy eye be single, thy whole body will be full of light. For if we intend rightly in singleness of heart, We accomplish a good work, even though it seem not to be good. And if thy eye be evil, thy whole body will be full of darkness. Because when, with a crooked intention, even a right thing is done, although it appears to glitter in men's sight, yet before the bar of the internal judge, it is covered with darkness. Hence, too, it is rightly added, Take heed, therefore, that the light which is in thee be not darkness. Or if what we think we do well, we cloud by a bad intention, how many are the evils themselves, which even when we do them, we know to be evil? Bede. Now when he adds, if thy whole body, therefore, etc. By the whole of our body, he means all our works. If then thou hast done a good work with a good intention, having in thy conscience nothing approaching to a dark thought, though it chance that thy neighbor is injured by thy good actions. Nevertheless, for thy singleness of heart shalt thou be rewarded with grace here, and with glorious light hereafter, which he signifies adding, and as the bright shining of a candle shall it give thee light. These words are especially directed against the hypocrisy of the Pharisees, who sought for signs that they might catch him. End of chapter 11, verses 27 through 36.